Blog Talk Radio. It's some scriptures out. It's some filters out. It's some thoughts. Damn and censors. Naked Talk with Alex Okurji, and oh my goodness, <laughs> I've noticed this that every time we're, you know, we're geared for like a really great show, something something happens, I don't know what happened, you know, the gods of technology, and all of a sudden we started having like a bit of technical issues, but hey guys, this is Alex Okurji, and you're listening to the Queen of Expression, and I'm just so excited to be joining you live today on Talk Wednesday on the Naked Talk, and yes, I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. And ooh, oh my goodness. I've been looking forward to today's conversation, and I do have an amazing guest. She's already, you know, in the virtual studio, and she's been here. And it's amazing because she's coming to me live all the way from Bali. Um, And I can't wait to do the show. But hey, guys. This is a Naked Talk, and sorry, I do have a cold, um, but I'm just excited to be joining you guys. Um, if you missed the show last week, um, on Talk Wednesday, we had uh, the amazing um, Chelsea Lay Trescott, who um, is an advice columnist for the Huffington Post and quite a number of other amazing publications, and also a breakup coach. And, you know, we had a great conversation about what it takes to break upward. And, um, of course, on Friday Radio Special, I had an amazing singer-songwriter, MPN, uh, Danielle Taylor, who joined me live all the way from California. And, of course, we had a great conversation about making the chase to the top. And if you missed any of those conversations, don't forget that the Naked Talk is syndicated all over your internet radio, so you have no reasons whatsoever to miss a live show. Now, if you're just joining us, don't forget that this conversation the show is interactive, so yes, you can call in, and I know a couple of you sent in a couple of questions. Um, the in-studio chat room is not open today, but you can also send your messages via WhatsApp, or you can send us an email at hello at the Naked Talk Live, and of course, we will, uh, you know, we will read your questions or your comments on the show. Or you can join the conversation on Twitter. Make sure to hashtag the Naked Talk, or if you want to call in live to join my guest, you know, ask her a question or speak with me, please feel free to join the conversation. Now, today on the Naked Talk on TNT, we're talking about facing your game changing truth with my very special guest. Now, some people are stuck in a Roth, 
and they're craving some sort of change in their lives. Now, after coming through tremendous challenges, um, my special guest today is a visionary and a global voice for bold leadership. Now, together with her husband, they hold the space of Australasia's number one transformational leadership couple, who couple, you know, collaborating with some of the greatest thought leaders of our times. And of course, she's also um, co-founder of an amazing uh, um, initiative, uh, Game Changer, and she's joining me live all the way from Valley Indonesia. So I'm so excited to be joined with my very special guest, um, Kate Marie O'Brien, who's joining me live all the way from Bali. Hi, Kate. Good morning. <laughs> hey, Alex. So fabulous to be here. Okay, I have to say good morning because I know it's pretty early where you are, um, even though it's pretty late where I am. And that's the great thing about, you know, during a show like this is that you can reach people from, you know, wherever you are. Um, I know that we had a little bit of technical issues at the beginning of this, but it's, I'm so great to have you here. We've been wanting to do this forever. And I'm just, you know, just happy that um, you're finally here. But, you know, just before we get into today's conversation, what is the weather like where you are in Bali? I've never been to Indonesia. Bali is pretty much it's sunny, warm all year round, and it's just mm, the only thing it gets the sun is a little bit of rain. But it's, even when it's raining, it's still really warm. It's beautiful. Oh wow! Well. Well, you know, it rains here. I mean, it rained all day here. So, you know, the network is a little bit funny because, you know, it's been raining. It's that part, you know, here in Africa, we only experience two, two kinds of seasons, actually. So, and yeah. it's pretty warm here as well. But I'm very excited to, you know, have your ownership and just get into, you know, today's conversation. Now, I know that... Um, you're just amazing one. First of all, you've, you know, you have, I'm just so, so in love with all of the things that you're creating, um, and we'll probably talk about that. But, you know, you're doing so much impacting lives, you know, helping people to be bold and to live in their truth and all of that. Um, and, you know, that's the case that I've, you know, come to discover. But for the sake of those who are just joining, you know, who are kind of stumbling on you for the first time and just your amazing um, work, who would you say Kate is? How would you define yourself? Hmm. Um, a woman who's figuring it out along the way, I would say. Um, who's <laughs> gone through? <laughs> I think. Do you know what? I've, um, someone asked me the other day, you know, what my title was, and I think I've even gone away from wanting to have titles. But just for the sake of this, I do love to stir up conversation inside of myself, and I like to do that through through using things like short films. So I'm becoming a bit of a filmmaker, and I love making films that rock us a little bit, you know, go inside and shake us up a little bit, have us, invite us into new conversations with each other. I also do trainings, um, big retreats, um, etc. You know, I think I've, I've been through a lot, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit today, but I've been through a lot, and I know what it feels like to feel really desperate, and to feel not only just in a rut, but actually rock bottom, there's nowhere else to go apart from up. And, yeah, I know what it takes to climb back from that. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. You're talking about you being a filmmaker. First of all, I'm just in complete admiration of just the amazing quality of, you know, you create all these amazing videos, right? And, you know, just very empowering. I mean, we already know that they're empowering, but they're also, and as, a, you know, as somebody who is in the business of, you know, <laughs> who's in a visual business, right, as an actress, you know, I see yeah. some of the videos, I'm like, wow, this is good, you know, like, 
from a filmmaker's perspective, really good, you know. Um, but I think beyond that, I think also what captivates me is just the amount of transparency and honesty, right? Um, and there's so much element of truth in all of the things that you share, you know, trying to empower people. So I know that you have obviously conquered. You've come, you've come in, you know, you've come, you're in touch with your truth. You've accepted your truth, um, and you empower other people to live in their truth as well. But when did you first fall in love with your own truth? When was the first time you realized, you know what, I have to accept me here, right? When was the first time? Oh, my gosh. So it's been so progressively. And also, I want to say, like, this morning, it's, it's actually it's like a day-by-day thing, in all honesty. I, I can look back and I can see milestones mm-hmm. where I there was like a there was an absolute shift in how I saw myself and how it's relating to myself mm-hmm. and it's absolutely been progressively it's been day by day for years and years and years I remember um, just feeling so much the opposite and I think that's actually all we ever can do anyway is have this incremental shift on a daily basis and I think that's also what I really want the listeners to hear is that it is just those little shifts. And the moment you just slightly see something a different way and you slightly challenge something within you that's been an old conversation, those are the big triumphs in their smallness because they're, they're the only things that actually add up. And I think that's the thing is we're trying to make such big quantum shifts within ourselves. It's like, you know, people might see how I am within myself and the conversations that I'm willing to open up publicly. But that's been progressive. That has been challenging the little fearful things along the way. So um, what I'm going to say to everyone who's on the radio is start where you're at. Start where you're at. <laughs> well, but you're right, and I agree with you. You know, yes, it is a step by step. Like, you know, even for someone like me, and I, you know, I have this conversation all the time. You know, sometimes when I am, am talking to people that I'm either collaborating with on a project or something, and you know, when you're as bold as you are, right? And when you're sometimes like really honest, and you know, you're. It really is a daily, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a progress. It's work in progress, right? Yeah. It's not every time that you feel that comfortable. Sometimes you, you step out of your comfort zone. Sometimes you're not comfortable with it. Sometimes, you know, the truth is painful. Sometimes, you know, it's embarrassing. But somehow, because you've, you know, you've accepted the mantle of, you know, you've accepted courage and because you're bold, you make that effort even though it's in spite of yourself. Let, let me, you know, so I, I kind of agree with you. But let's talk a little bit about your background right, you know, what it was like growing up, because I know that you've overcome so much to kind of get to the place where you are right now. And I think that this is amazing for those who are listening, because there are lots of people who are just basically dealing with so much, right? They've probably been where you have been before, right, and not sure how to get out of it. Or maybe yeah. even appear like their life is successful, but they're still dealing with stuff. So let's, let's go back to, let's go back a little bit, take us a little bit back, you know, to just where you were coming from. What was it like growing up? Yeah, growing up, so I grew up in New Zealand and had both my parents at home and growing up was dad, you know, mum really did the best that she could and she did a great job of mothering and my dad was uh, an alcoholic growing up and just like a total, you know, worked so hard to provide for the the family but also so much he had dealt with, so he was an alcoholic and when he drank, he got really violent. So growing up was even though we had a lot of great stuff, also just a lot of, um, I remember being scared, like really scared a lot. And um, they were like big violent outbursts. So taking that through for years, I think some of the things that I learned for myself was how to really um, people please. 
how to make sure that I was just such a good person on the surface so that um, so that we tried, I tried to prevent something from happening or tried to keep safe. And it felt like my mm-hmm. safety was, was attached to me being able to keep my environment calm or to be the good girl. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because we just mm-hmm. talked now about how, you know, I can be so bold out in the world. And it's interesting because it's taken having to face all those people-pleasing tendencies that I've had on the inside and actually had to unravel that core. So, you know, for me, so that was mm-hmm. growing up. And then when I was around... When I was about the age of 17, I was full, had full-blown anorexia. And so I had anorexia for about three years. And that was, um, that was just a total prison. Um, I'd had bulimia for a number of years, and I had bulimia all up for around about eight years. And um, well. I, got through, I got through the anorexia, and, you know, not easily, by literally showing up for myself mm-hmm. every day and dragging myself to counselling mm-hmm. every every week for three years, I've managed to get through that mm-hmm. and come out of it and sort of like heal that thing that was anorexia. The interesting thing is, mm-hmm. kind of like there was a tree. If you imagine there's a tree, and then below the mm-hmm. surface of the soil, there's the tree's roots. If that tree was called anorexia, I'd kind of cut the tree off so that the anorexia tree wasn't there, but the roots underneath hadn't really mm-hmm. been dealt with. And so those mm. roots grew and grew another thing, and that next thing that was growing was a drug addiction. And so mm. that lasted for a year, and you know, then I literally got brought to my knees the second time in my life, um, physically lying on the floor in my bedroom, not able to stand up. And that was the moment that was just the the, the final turning point that, that I said to myself, you know. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get through tonight and turn it all around. You know, just, you know, talking about, and I think that sometimes it's great to have these conversations, right, because, you know, you get to really, I mean, I did, you know, read and and know that you had dealt, you know, you had overcome anorexia and you had overcome a drug addiction, and we'll probably talk about, you know, that just a little bit more. But, you know, you know, sometimes it's always very important of necessary to go to the backstory, right? Go back a little bit, and you share with us your background. I mean, growing up with a you know with a great family, but then also having you know a parent who obviously was dealing with you know a drinking problem, right? A challenge, and and you know how that sometimes we may not really think about how that sort of affects us in a way. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I've had, for example, I personally, you know, I don't know what it is to have that per- that particular experience, but I also know what it is to grow up and everybody thinking, I'm okay and everything is fine, but, you know, having a parent who's never really around. I mean, he was, you know, my parents were together and they're still together, but my father was so busy, you know, traveling and working that he was never, you know, it was like, you know, I could count the number of times he ever came to my school, right? Because he was always traveling and he was busy. So, and sometimes we don't realize how that shows up in the way that we want to be loved and the way that we make choice, you know, in the choices that we make, right? Um, yeah. And so, just you know, listening to that and just knowing that you were able to overcome the anorexia. But let me ask you this in particular: What bold steps did you personally take? I mean, I know that you overcame that, but what was the first thing that? You kind of like, what was the first, maybe a decision or a thought? Or- Great question. Great question. So with the bulimia itself, the first bold step and the first decision was literally, there was like, I remember so one night I was in the toilet and I'd been throwing up and I was throwing up blood that night as well. And I remember I was just, I was shocked 
and I was scared and it was enough to shock me and scare me and slap me in the face that for a moment I kind of actually saw what I was doing whereas up until then I'd been really numb to what was going on like you know I'd been hit in the sand all the rest of it so that moment where I was like where, where I was afraid I literally picked myself up from the toilet walked straight to the telephone book and it was like 2 a.m or something in the morning and I looked for a um a youth helpline that I could phone and I phoned them right then and there because I had to that little door that little crack in the door that opened I had to open it as wide as possible and put something in place because I knew the next day nothing was going to happen if I didn't make a shift right then and so that started the wheels turning. Kate, hello. Hello, hello. Hi, Kate. Sorry, you lost me there for, you know, for a moment. Oh, my God, the network is a little crazy. Um, I don't know if you, for, for a minute, I couldn't hear you, so I wasn't sure if you could hear me. Um, but did you hear the, the question? I had asked you something just before that little disconnection there. Um, yeah, yeah, yep, I heard I it. Do you want me to answer it again? Do you want me to answer it again oh, yes. to get my answer? No, I, I kind of missed you there for a moment. So, you know, if you don't mind, what was it that, you know, what was the first step or bold step that you personally took to overcome your challenges? Yeah, absolutely. So the, with, in relation to the eating disorder, there was one bold step. And I remember it was the one night that I was, I was literally throwing up in the toilet. I had been throwing up blood and it was, it was the moment that was enough shocking enough to me that it like shocked me awake for a moment. Whereas up until that point, mm. I had been just going along blindly with what I was doing, really ignoring what I was actually doing to myself. And in that moment, I was so shocked and I was so scared that I had enough leverage to make to make a new choice. And so it's kind of like there was a crack in the door, but I had to do something to walk through it. So I went inside grabbed the telephone book, looked through, and I found a helpline. And so I rang the helpline and just said, I need help. This is what I'm doing. And the lady talked me through next steps, and it was amazing. And I, that was literally the pivot point on where I started to get help um, and then committed to it from there. Then the other time, the next time after that, where I told you I was lying on the floor in my bedroom after trips, um, once again, I had to make a decision because I was scared enough that there was a crack in the door, and I think that's the thing is that we get these little door openings, but we have to also take action to walk through it. And just doing something simple with what you're saying. So I rang someone, so I rang a friend, asked them to come around, and then told them what, what had been happening. And I think that's the thing is that, like, actually speaking up and being honest is the key because so much stuff like this breeds in the dark. And the only way through was to be able to let someone and let some light in because it helped to not go backwards again when that door shut off or when things got challenging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, you know, I think that is, you know, so, and I think this is so helpful. I think a lot of the times when we experience the challenges that we experience, I think think you being able to just pick up that, you know, pick up the phone and, you know, call a helpline was really, I think it's a pivotal point, like, right, because a lot of times people don't even know how to ask for help, you know, or don't know when to go for help, or just, you know, spiral down so bad that, you know, they're not, they don't take that, I mean, you face, I think at that point, seeing you, you know, coughing out blood and all of that was a moment of truth, it's like, okay, you know what, I'm going to pat, like, this is going to be the end of me if I don't get help, right, <laughs> so, yeah. 
you know, for somebody else, somebody else could still be in that position and really just pass out and that's it, or just stay in, you know, and, and feel like they're helpless, right? When the truth is that there are people who are out there who are always willing to help. If only you would reach out to them, if only you would ask for their help, if only you would be honest and share, you know, just this is what I'm going through, this is what I'm dealing with. Um, so you've been able to do that, you know, just, I mean, took that first step and saying, hey, I need to, you know, there's a helpline, I, there's somewhere I can, okay, I need help and I'm, you know, seeking for this. And now you're now sort of like in the same position to be able to really help people, you know, just overcome that. Okay, you know what, Kate, here's what we're going to do. How about we take, let's do this. We're going to take a quick, just a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. <laughs> You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. You're listening to the Naked Talk. It's so uncensored. She keeps it real. She keeps it straight. She tells it like it is no matter who's afraid to bear. <laughs> You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. QTAB Events, your one-stop shop for A-class events and entertainment, international artist management and promotion. Logistics management, project management, and brand enhancement with affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. Won't you rather let our dynamic team treat you like the respectable clients that you are, taking away the stress from your business, taking away the stress from your business. Okay, we're back. And if you're just joining us, well, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji, and yes, we're coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. And yes, my name is Alex Okorji. I'm still the queen of expression. And yes, I'm excited to be chatting with my very special guest. Uh, she is a, a visionary, a visionary for bold leadership. She is also a mentor, a coach. Oh, God. She is the co-founder of Game Changer. Uh, Game Changers and, of course, uh, one of the hosts of uh, Game Changers Global Summit. And she's joining me live all the way from Bali in Indonesia. And then, you know, we've been having a great conversation really about just her journey so far, you know, what it was like facing her own truth and just, you know, how she overcame her own, you know, challenges, you know, especially the challenge, you know, with anorexia and drug addiction and just how she came to that pivotal point in her life where she needed to seek help. And if you're just joining this conversation, 
Nation, wherever you're listening from around the world, whether you're right here in Africa or wherever else you are in the world, don't forget that you can join this conversation now. The number to call in if you want to call and chat with us, the number to call is plus 323-642-1693. Don't forget the number to call is 323-642-1693. If you're calling from outside the U.S., don't forget to dial us a, you know international number at plus one. And, of course, use your hand raising it. Make sure to press one so we know that you'd like to speak with uh, with myself or with my guest if you have a question to ask Keith, maybe. Or better still, you can send us your questions. Oh, God. Okay, we already received quite a number of questions, but you can send us, you know, a question or tweet. Hashtag the Naked Talk. We're following the hashtag, so just let us know. And, of course, your comments and tweets will be read right here on the show. So, um, Kate, welcome back, Kate. Thank you. Hi, Kate. Hello. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, yes, yes. So just before we went in that commercial break, I mean, you had been, you know, you had shared, you know, just how, you know, the bold step that you personally took to overcome your own challenge, and which was, you know, dialing that helpline and just, you know, being honest about it and being truthful about what you were dealing with and just seeking help. So let me ask now. I know that you set up, and we'll talk about um, that. But how do you empower? I know that you have a company called, you know, Game Changers, right? And, you know, you've been basically empowering people around the world to become game changers in their lives. Let me ask you, how do you do this? I know that you use videos and you use, but what is the, what is the underlying um, just process of how you get this done? I mean, how you're a- able to just help people to achieve some sort of greatness or at least change their own story, right, or change the game in their lives? So how are you able to do this? Yeah. Yeah, great question. We've got a number of vehicles that we work through. One of the vehicles is we run a big five-day retreat. So we've got one coming up in Bali. We've got 80 people flying from all around the world for it for five days with us. And so that's once a year, that's quite a, quite a big one. And it's really, it's like a big one. We go, we go as deep as what you can go in terms of um, being able to make really big shifts. Then we do our online mentoring space, which I work with people on a daily basis, and, and that's just a way to keep like ongoing conversations and support on a daily basis. And then the, the filmmaking. Um, but all of those, you know, those are sort of the vehicles underpinning all of that. One of the these sort of like key elements that we work with, and I'd say one of the biggest things outside all of the ways in which we help people because there's so many strategies that go underneath, but really the biggest thing is I'm interested in people actually knowing that they already are amazing. And I think that so often this kind of change work is trying to get people to a place where they then, you know, shift this, shift this, shift this, get to, you know, get these goals sorted, blah, 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 and so get people to a place when they're happy. But I actually want you, I want you to know, even you guys listening on this, whoever's listening to this, is that you actually already are amazing. And I think that was the biggest shift for me personally, and that continues to be the biggest shift for me, is that every time I think that I have to be a certain thing or get to a certain place or be like this or be like that, I just sort of keep coming back. When I have the courage to come back to actually really honouring who I already am, that's when the shift happens. That's when something opens up for me. So that. And then outside of that, yeah, I help people put down clear boundaries. I help people like, resolve that people-pleasing type thing so that they can be more in their power. So I work on personal power, personal leadership, self-healing, self-love, and creativity leadership. 
those are like the three categories. I love it. I love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I love the idea of the retreat in Bali. Oh, God, I wish I knew. I probably would have just come. Maybe you ring one to Nigeria. How about that? You're in Hinari. Ooh. You come to Nigeria and set, set up a retreat here. Um, that would be nice. That would be nice. You guys, you think about it. But really, I think it's brilliant um, <clears throat> just what you do. And I honestly know a lot of, I mean, I know a lot about people pleasing and just, you know, thinking that, you know, you're not enough. And I think that what you say is so, so profound. It's, it sounds very simple. And somebody go like, yeah, yeah. But truth is, it really is so profound because a lot of times we don't really realize that we are already amazing. Like you said, we have everything it takes. You know, I always say, you have everything it takes. Like it's already there. You don't even need to look for it outside of yourself. Like we're already equipped with everything that we need yeah. to be. You know, we just need to know it and tap into it. So I think that that's so true. And that also resonates with me because I had to do the same for myself as well. You know, we all struggle with different things. And sometimes you think no matter how much success you have, or wherever you yeah. think you get to in your life, you always still feel like there's still so much more you can do or you should do, right? And sometimes yeah. you think you're not even equipped for the bar. You think, okay, no, I can't do more. You know, like, okay, I, I, this is the limit. This is my, you know, limit. This is how far I can go. But truly, you know, what you say is so profound, and I agree with you, is that, you know, we need to know that. And I think that that is so amazing. But let me ask you this. I know that a lot of people who come to, to your retreat or who attend, like, your summit, um, who, you know, seek out, who follow your teachings, and I want to call them that, even though I know they're not that, you know, but it, it, it does feel like, cause you, you know, there's nothing like, you know, whether you're watching something or you're listening to something, you want to walk away with a lesson, right, with a, with a gift, and you have all these gifts wrapped up, you know, and so sometimes even though they're not directly that, they feel like, you know, like it's, you know, like a teaching because you walk away with something. Um, the people who you know, even the people you coach and you mentor, um, what is, would you say is the most common challenge that this people, and you probably summed it up, but, you know, what would you say something that you've noticed, um, apart from the fact that some people don't even realize that, they, that, you know, they are already awesome or amazing, what is the one thing you know that people kind of deal with, are dealing with? Yeah, I would say number one is it's the flip side of what we've just said is not trusting themselves and not trusting their journey. So mm. that sounds ridiculously oversimplified, but it's such the core. <laughs> and then from that, it had, that causes ripple effects of so many different flavors. So when people don't trust themselves and they don't trust their journey, they're constantly trying to get to a place where they will finally be happy or get this thing and then they'll be happy, then they'll be successful. Or I wish I didn't mm. have this that had happened to me or I want her life. And we're constantly looking out. And social media is brilliant for feeding this because we can look out and we can mm -hmm. see all of these these polished versions of things and so we are comparing ourselves to that. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. We talked this before about really owning and loving all of who you are now. That is in the initial stages Yes, around self-healing and self-love. So mm -hmm. initially when someone starts off, that is so important and there's a healing process and a learning to love yourself again process in relation to, I already am amazing. Then as you mm -hmm. go along in your journey, that same message starts to, um, like it starts to shift gears almost, but it's the same message, but it's shifting up a gear. So initially it's self-healing and self-love, and yeah, that kind of continues in the background. But as you go along, mm -hmm. we can shift up a gear with the same message, and it becomes a message of creativity and, lead and personal leadership. 
Does this mm. make sense? Mm. It's got a very mm. different, different feel. So, for example, can I just like Coco Chanel? Amazing. Mm. I, I love hearing about people in history who have absolutely gone against the tide of what mm -hmm. was happening at that point in time because they mm -hmm. got who they they got who they were and they got the uniqueness of who they were and they were willing to stand up. Because so often when we've got a tide of what's happening and it's something fashionable or something's the 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 most I mean, it's just a fashionable thing. Mm -hmm. Everyone kind of moves to the centre of that circle and competes in that mm -hmm. area. And they do more of mm -hmm. that and it's kinda of like what we get in society becomes so homogenous. What mm -hmm. is beautiful about someone really getting the power of where they're already at is they're willing to move outside of that circle and just go, What I'm here with I have gifts and Coco Chanel did that. She literally changed the face of fashion and people for a long time mm -hmm. thought she was the weird one. But she wasn't willing mm -hmm. to go to the centre of the circle where everyone else was and then she ended up shifting mm -hmm. things. So that's what I think for ourselves and, and answered your question. It's not trusting ourselves and not trusting our journey and then that has a huge ripple effect. When we do get to trust ourselves and trust our journey, we get to see we have uniqueness that we can bring to the table that no one else can and that's when we get to contribute at a higher level too. Absolutely amazing. I, you know, I think, and I'm sure that the listeners, you know, listeners can definitely connect with that. I think it's so important. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm totally not one of those people who, um, <laughs> who, you know, who follow the trend, right? You know, yeah. I learned again. I, I was, you know, <laughs> you know, again. That's. I think that's really why the whole naked movement really started. Is you know, how do you yeah. strip yourself of society? societal beliefs and societal expectations and what we think is norm, right? You know, what people, we think people um, will approve of us, right? And so we just, every time we're trying to fit in, but how about we stand out, right, instead of trying to fit in? And so, like, you know, the beautiful example you used of Coco Chanel, I think that a lot of people can find some sort of, you know, connection in that. And um, I think that that is amazing. But I know we talked about just, you know, all the amazing, you know, the work that, you know, you guys, you and your husband, you know, do with Game Changers and, you know, just all the amazing, the retreats and just the different ways in which you empower the people who, empower people really around the world. Let me ask you this. I really, what I'm really curious is why you both set it up in the first place. I mean, you know, why, what was that moment <laughs> you decided, yeah. okay, you know what, this is we're going to create this thing, right? And we're going to call it this. And this is what it's going to yeah. be. What were you both thinking at the time? Like, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I would like to find out the source of, you know, like, what was it, you know, at what point did you decide, oh, we're going to, you know, be game changers and this is why we need to create this? Yeah. Hello, oh, great question. Yeah, hello, can you hear me? Yes. I can hear you yeah. now. I can hear you now. Great. Great question. So, it, interestingly, so... It kind of just naturally unfolded and we didn't initially mean to do this. It was with both, you've heard a little bit about my story and what I've been through and my husband, Hinari, he's equally got his own story and equally painful and kind of triumphant as well and he's come through a lot. Mm -hmm. The earlier part of our marriage was also such a, a time where we really had to um, dig deep to get through the patterns that we mm -hmm. each brought through. And so mm -hmm. we had learned so much, come through so much, and so we wanted to start 
paying it paying it forward to other you know paying it back to other people mm. that were also feeling stuck. So we were just mm. because it was fun doing trainings. We were doing so many learnings ourselves and trainings and putting ourselves through courses that we just started teaching people and helping people in our own home for free. And it was we both worked full time. I was a nurse. He was a teacher. And then at night times after the kids went to bed, we had people coming into our living room and we all sat around in a circle and we just held space for people so that they could feel loved. That was the only intention and that we just wanted to keep seeing wow. people their high selves. And so we just did that for a couple of years and um, what came out of that space, and it was no coaching at that point, even though we were starting to learn how to do things, it was literally just seeing people as their most highest selves and just mm. acknowledging them and for you know what how he, how amazing that is just to be acknowledged ongoingly for who you are and how incredible mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. that's when stuff shifts it's amazing and so much came out of that and then we had started have people coming to us and it, it ended up being that we were so busy doing that on the side that we were exhausted going to work and then we realized that actually <laughs> why don't we just do this full time like this is nuts so that's when we made the shift yeah Oh, wow. You know, I think in pictures. So let me just tell you this. And I was just trying to put the both of you and just <laughs> the beginning of this. It's like, I, you know, and I, oh, my God, it was, I, I totally got just, just listening to that. And it, I'm happy I asked you that. And I know that this conversation is very unscripted. So I love that I, because, you know, it, I think yeah, it really is amazing. I mean, here's why I was asking that. I see the synergy, right? Um, it's not very often that you know that you have a couple, right? Two people who are basically in sync with the same vision. They have the same vision. Yeah. This is not just just a business, right? It is a business, but it's not just a business. You both do have genuine passion to empower people, and I see how you systematically both do that together. And you ask myself, yes. sorry, I ask myself, you know, at what point do they get to that? level, right, where they are both yes. in team, right, in just what their message is and what, what the vision is and just how they both together empower people. So, which is why I asked the question, because sometimes, you know, somebody wants to come up with, a, somebody comes up with an idea and thinks, oh, you know, we can set up this company and we can walk to, but it's not just that, it's a teaching. I've seen both of you, I've watched videos, both of you, and I'm thinking, okay, this is really powerful. And so, just to hear the thoughts in the beginning of how this really started, I think that it's amazing that... Um, first of all, you were volunteering your time, just helping other people feel better. And like you said, you know, when, when we are in that place when people just accept us for who we are, and that's what really Being Naked is about because mm-hmm. you take up, you know, the cover, you know, you take up all the covers, right, and all the bag and all the people just see the real, you know, the real you. <laughs> Flaws mm-hmm. and all, you know, weaknesses and all, and scars and all, and, you know, if they accept that, then that's it. So talking about Being Naked, I know that, and I'm completely in love with all things naked. I know you did a naked photo shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did a naked photo shoot, and um, I'm just oh my god! I haven't been. I, I'm not. I haven't gotten into that. I think I need to get into that moment. I need to get into that place of. I need to get into that bold place when I can do exactly that. But you were able to do a naked photo shoot. What was the internal process like? You know, I'm not. I'm not even thinking about what the you know the external. I mean, I know what it is to do first, uh, right? But what was it like inside? Um, and I know that you did a video. You did share why you did that. But what was it really like? What were you, you know? Did you have internal battles? Were you thinking about how it was going to be perceived? You know, what did you have to tell yourself? I mean, what was the real reason behind doing that? And just 
I just want to know what you were thinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great question. Um, one, I'm going to say this. That was the most incredible experience, actually getting my cat off and making that stand. And it was such a freaking gift to myself. And I actually never, going into it, I never realized how much of a beautiful experience it was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. Saying that, going into it, um, yeah, I, it was, it just felt right. It felt, I know when something is, I know when something is something that I that I, I'm really wanting to do, and it's I quite I think of the thing like there's lukewarm and then there's like hot, right? And lukewarm experiences for me are the kind of experiences that we don't have much of a reaction to on the inside. We kind of like we can do it, yeah. or we're not really that bothered by it. But these hot experiences are like sizzling. They are like our, our cells get behind it, our soul get be- our soul gets behind it, and we kind of feel like a shake on the inside. That's when I know I really, really want to do something. Is that I get this kind of like a pull and a bit of a shake, and sometimes I feel even a little bit like kind of shaky with it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how I felt when I thought of doing this naked photo shoot. It was like, oh, it felt like a very non-lukewarm experience. So going into it, I knew I definitely <laughs> want to do it. And then when I was in the room, literally just before I actually took my clothes off, yeah, it felt a little bit just weird. Um, there was a camera woman, mm-hmm. camera woman in the room, and then my photographer in the room. So it was just two women, um, and yeah, that was they were just wonderful, and they made it so um, easy. And it was just a bit of a triumph. Also, it was just the first actually one minute I think of taking my clothes off that felt like a little bit of weirdness. After that, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just about life though, right? When the door first opens, it's like stepping through the door initially feels weird, but once mm-hmm. we're on the other side, it's fine. After that particular um, naked photo shoot, I did a video called Naked in the Jungle, and it was, um, I'm not sure if you've seen that one, and I was literally standing in the jungle fully naked, and I had to stand there for about almost two hours for filming, just stand there in one spot wow. with, no, with no clothes on. And that one was more, that one was really challenged me because this was fully in the jungle where there was a paddock next door where men were working, um, and I was just hoping that they couldn't see me through the trees, essentially. Um, and <laughs> it was that was weird. that was a really weird feeling, but I had to channel all of that the weird feeling into actually mm-hmm. grounding myself into the intention of why I was doing it. Um, but interestingly, the moment I put my clothes back on and we wrapped up the shoot, maybe about sixty seconds later, a lady walked past and yelled out hi. I was thinking, oh gosh, what timing? What timing? <laughs> <laughs> you know. I think that is. I think it's so bold, right? But not only is it bold, and here's what I'm thinking. And the reason I ask this question is not even about the process of just being naked, right? People seeing or not seeing, what it feels like to have people you know, with a camera taking pictures or recording a video. I, I'm even thinking about, you know, just the fact that we worry about judgments, right, in terms of the imperfection that we have. And you're thinking, okay, people are going to see these pictures, and they, or they're going to see these videos, and I've got stretch marks, and I have scars, you know, and I have this, and I have that, and my nose is not perfect, though my, you know, we're thinking about all the things that are wrong with us, right, yeah. that those are the things I think they're off because I, I, I say that because, again, it's not like this is someone without any flaw. Right, yeah. you are a woman. You had, you know, you've had 
kids, you've had, there's just so much. And I remember writing about this, you know, just talking. And, and people don't understand that the amount of courage it takes, you know, because sometimes people are just, again, are going to look at it and go like, oh, you know, she, oh, she's so bold. She's, she's like the missionary for bold leadership, right? It doesn't take anything, but it does take something. But, but then you have to tap into that because you know the reason for why you're doing it in the first place. You're trying to make a statement. You're trying to empower people. And you're willing to make the sacrifice. You're mean to, ta- you know, you're really to be vulnerable for a couple of minutes, right? <laughs> Just to be able to do that. And I think that that really is amazing. But we'll talk about, you know, some more stuff. How about we, let's take a quick musical break. Um, you know, let's take a quick musical break and we'll be back. Now, this is Is It Okay by Danielle Taylor. And Danielle Taylor was a guest on this show last week, Friday. And uh, enjoy. We'll be back. It's hot, but it rains at the same time. One of those days, I pretend that I am, but I'm not fine. It's one of those days, I couldn't get up if I wanted to. It's all of this weight on me. It's one of those days, I look in the mirror, I don't know myself. One of those days, I just want to disappear. One of those days when I want to give up, give in to impossible. I tried to be the hero, but I ended up the fool. Is it okay if I fall apart? Okay, look back, back. I'll be okay. I just need a minute to be by myself One of those days I swear I'm gonna lose it One of those days I just wanna cry It's one of those days I miss my mom I miss my dad Looking back on everything I ever had Is it okay if I fall apart? Okay, you gotta back I'll be okay, I just need a minute To be by myself Feels better 
by Danielle Taylor. Oh my God, that song gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. Now, Danielle Taylor was a guest on the show last week, and of course, if you missed the episode with singer-songwriter Danielle Taylor, um, you can definitely catch all our archive shows on www.thenakedtalk.live. Now, yes, guys, this is still The Naked Talk. Um, you know, if you're just joining us, this is the hub for real, authentic conversation um, with amazing influences from around the world. And just before we went to that musical break, I you know, was talking to my very special guest. Now, she is a visionary for both leadership. Um, she is, um, yeah, for leadership and living in truth and uh, facing, um, you know, just, oh, my God, awesome things. Oh, my God. She's also the co-founder of Game Changes VIP. Uh, well, if you are just tuning in, don't forget that you can be part of this conversation. Again, make sure to hashtag to make a talk. Or if you have questions you want to ask Kate Mary, don't forget that you can send in your questions to hello at the naked talk dot live. Hi, Kate. Welcome back to the Naked Talk. Hi, Alex. Hey, <laughs> sorry, just before we went to that commercial break, you know, we had been talking about just, you know, um, your naked photo right? and, you know, the process of, you know, what, what that felt like and just how much, you know, what it took really and what you had to basically fight yourself and just how you needed to get prepared for that and just the benefit. And I believe that there's, you know, there's been an immense benefit from that because I think that you you know, with that, you know, with the video and, you know, the image, you are showing people every day how to be comfortable with themselves, right? Comfortable in your own skin and just accept themselves, right? Flaws and yeah. all. And, and that's what we, we really believe, you know, part of our philosophy really right here. But let me ask you this. Through all of this, you know, like you said, every day is a process. Every day you discover something new, right, about you or just, you know, every day you conquer, you know, something, right, or you find out something. Um, through the process, what would you say is, you know, one of the biggest discoveries that you've made about yourself? It's hmm. a great question. Um, I think it's that, um, and this sounds almost so simple, but it's just that my journey is perfect for me and that mm -hmm. I am perfect for this journey. Mm -hmm. That sounds so simple, mm. but... It's interesting how much we can battle that and think mm -hmm. that this little part needs to be changed or I need to have this or I need to have that. Well, actually, the thing is that that's actually not the case. I, I came pretty equipped. <laughs> I um, literally mm -hmm. had the, the upbringing and the parents that I had and for those of you who listened um, earlier on in the audio, I talked about my own upbringing. That was perfectly aligned for myself. Like, I couldn't have chosen my mm -hmm. parents any, any better for the life journey that I'm here for and for what I want to do in the world. If I had had different parents and if my dad hadn't have been the way he was, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. So, you know, to really trust that and, and be grateful for that and to be grateful for the things that were really challenging and that I can, I for so many years, thought shouldn't have been that way. It shouldn't have happened to me. Um, to mm -hmm. actually really, really have gratitude for it now and to get why is that has been mm. game-changing 
um, shift. And that actually happened in a moment, that shift. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let, let's talk about, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what it feels like. I mean, you live in your truth every day. You try, and we're all work in progress. We all try to live in our well, not all of us, but you know, some of us <laughs> try to live in our truth. And you try to live in your truth, and you try to empower people to live in theirs. What would you say is it? You know, what 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 in what way has it liberated you? Like, you know, is, is there is there any form of liberation really that you feel living in your truth and just being your your true authentic self? I mean, is this, how has how it liberated you really? Yeah, but there's a lot of energy that goes into pretending. A lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of energy that goes into trying. And when I say like trying, it's like trying to be someone, trying to be something, trying to say the right thing, trying to get it right. That is just the biggest energy suck and the biggest energy drain. And I don't think we even realize how much of an impact it has on our vitality. So even just from that angle, which is huge, is that being able to more and more live in my truth and show up as who I am and to say the things that I want to say rather than what I feel like I'm supposed to say because they're quite two different, very different mm-hmm. things. There's often a lot of things I feel like I'm mm-hmm. supposed to say versus what I actually really want mm-hmm. to say. Um, mm-hmm. That shift frees up so much energy. Like we're literally chewing mm-hmm. up energy units on the inside with all of this trying to be someone mm-hmm. or trying to keep keep it together, and that is mm-hmm. the energy units. When we free them up, mm-hmm. we can reinvest that into the stuff that will really like will really um, be meaningful to us. And you know, just you talking about that, you know, <laughs> that is something that a lot of people struggle with, you know really struggle with like people are constantly trying to be somebody that something that they're not to be someone or say things that they think you know is politically correct or just be loved or be i don't know what it is but really just lying right or pretending and, and some people do a fantastic job but like you said it's an energy drainer right because you put so much really into having to leave that lie and leave a lie and believe me i know what that is because i've done that like <laughs> you know just, mm-hmm. again Sometimes you find yourself, you know, in the world that, you know, you realize that you try to maintain the expectations that people have of you, you know, especially if you're, for example, in the entertainment business, then is the lifestyle and the and everybody wants that of you and that's what they think that you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to show up and so I know what that feels like you know even having to have been in a marriage myself where you know it was more about what people thought about us and people rooting for us as opposed to what was really going on inside of the relationship right and so I know exactly what that feels like but let me ask you this why is it so difficult for some people to leave their truth why do you think that what do you think is the thing that holds people back from just like you say, you know, uh, focusing on you know less, you know, spending less energy, really leaving the lie. What what, what could be responsible? Mm. When so we we raise children with good, bad, right, wrong. They did a study <laughs> where they they did a study where they literally attached a tape recorder to a group of three year olds, mm-hmm. and they recorded mm-hmm. the conversations that those three year olds had over a period of time. And it was something like mm-hmm. 90-something percent of the conversation that the three-year-old heard was, do it this way and you're good, mm-hmm. do it this way mm-hmm. and, you're ba- and you're bad. So we're mm. conditioned, 
We're conditioned to please and appease and to avoid mm. pain and being bad. And so mm. we're literally conditioned. It's like we're domesticated. It's like we've become domesticated animals. It's like we're born into mm. a world free, free, and then we become domesticated animals by society, <laughs> and then we go to school, and school's set up like that as well. You know, you are punished mm. if, you have, if you've done the wrong thing. You learn that to, mm-hmm. you learn that you're accepted a certain way. And um, mm-hmm. then, we, then we carry that through because our core survival mm. is attached to that. We're actually the only mammals that, or animals that stay with their parents for 18 years. You know, some animals and mammals, they leave their parents at a really, really early age. So because of that, what's wired into our psyche is this attachment. It, you know, literally for our survival, we have to have an attachment to our caregivers and we do that through pleasing and through um, adapting mm. to what, to what they say. Now, cool, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But as adults, doesn't work for us because we're trying to take that same thing through into the world. And literally, at our core, we feel like we have to be good, we have to do what we're supposed to do, we have to fall into the social cultural expectations. And then if something else comes up from the inside, it's like we feel guilt and shame or um, just have even forgotten how to listen to those voices and the nudges that come through. Because the thing is, we're actually always being nudged. We have these little nudges either of frustration. So nudges, mm-hmm. really valid nudges can feel like frustration. Or we can have mm. inspired, inspired nudges. And so, you know, when I think of nudges being from those two aspects, both of them mm-hmm. are really valid. And sometimes we've forgotten how to listen to the nudges of our own truth for so many reasons, mm. usually because our focus and our attention is usually outside of us. Mm. Like, how am I getting this right? Is this how I'm supposed to be? And we're looking, we're scanning our environment, and we're seeing how other people are doing it, and then we're measuring ourselves up to that. And it's like we're all moving to the center of the circle because that's where we're supposed to be, and that's where approval is. Whereas sometimes we get these nudges mm. from the inside, and when we start to pay attention to these nudges, they're sending us some really brilliant signals. And I just want to mention about that because nudges, as I said that we have frustrated nudges and inspired nudges, often also Mm -hmm. we are so much in the world of we have to be good and happy and just inspired and on top of our game. Mm -hmm. And it's not okay to feel frustrated and sad or angry. Then we're also cutting Mm -hmm. off these these brilliant signals that are coming through. So in the last month or two, I was feeling really frustrated. And I was paying attention to why I was getting frustrated. And they were telling me the most cold information that had me shift some things that were so significant in my life because it was, that was what was, um, that was the communication that was coming through. So yeah, paying attention because we actually do have um, signals coming through and understanding why we don't pay attention to that can help us to kind of break that cycle a little Hmm. Wow. Wow. I, you, you, just, you just dropped some value bombs there, right? I mean, we have to pay attention to those nudges. And, and it's true because, you know, it's okay. Like, I've also learned to know that, you know, yes, it's okay to feel happy and successful and inspired and motivated. But then there are also times when you don't feel that way. You're frustrated. You're tired. You're exhausted. And those things also could really be teaching you something, right? Something either about yourself or your habits or something that, you know, 
I guess there's, you know, there's a sauce for that. There's a reason for all of those things. So everything teaches us something if we pay attention. So I, I, I love, you know, the whole aspect of just really being, I think being aware, you know, being aware really. I think that I'm scientific. You know, I feel like so many people exist um, totally not conscious and not aware, right, um, of just who they are, what's going on inside of them, and just the things that they can change, and just the things that can happen that they can really do with their um, that they're capable of, really. So I find what I find really very inspiring about what you do, and just the things that you share, is just how conscious, right? You're how aware. You're so in in tune with you. You're, you're, I mean, there's awareness like your consciousness sipping out of you. You're so conscious of just. Um, Everything really right um, to do, and I think that that also is definitely that definitely must be teaching people something. You know, they need to be like you said. You know, aware of just how people pleasing they are. You know, aware of their their abilities and aware that they're enough and aware that they have everything that it takes and all of those things. But here's what we're gonna do. I know we don't have so much time left, and we have a few a couple of questions for you from our listeners. Um, there's one from. John, and there's another one from... Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go for a quick musical break, right, Kate? And when we come back, we'll take the questions. How about that? Brilliant. Okay, great. So this is maybe by Peter Kelly. And, uh, of course, Peter Kelly was a guest on the show, I think, two years ago or last year. I can't remember. No, two years ago. Um, but this is maybe one of my favorite, and we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Enjoy. Maybe I'm someone Maybe I'm nobody special at all A good son or somebody's best friend Or invisible Maybe I'm growing Maybe I'm Already past my prime Maybe I'm looking for some place to hide While the world decides Maybe it's me Or maybe I just don't like what I see lately Maybe the world don't like me Think about me lately Maybe the world's not for me Maybe she loves me Maybe I'm loved just for being me But if not for the man that I am Then for who I try to be Maybe they're with me, yeah Maybe they're all gonna prove me wrong Maybe I'm scared of the right all alone And I'm all alone Maybe it's me Or maybe I just don't like 
was a guest of this show, and oh my god, if you missed if you missed his episode, or if you missed any other episode of The Naked Talk with Alex Caruso, don't forget that we're syndicating all over your internet radio, so yes, you can listen to The Naked Talk on, we're syndicated on Stitcher, we're on IT, Apple Podcasts, we're on TuneIn Radio, we're on oh my god, we're on Acast, we're on Player FM, we're on Port Africa in Uganda, we're on the Good Radio Network in Canada, we're on Oh, my God, we're everywhere on CastBox FM, Radio Public, we're everywhere. <laughs> so you have no reasons whatsoever to miss any of our show. And if you're just joining us, wherever you're joining us from, don't forget, I mean, if you just joined us and you missed a little bit of, you know, the conversation um, I've been having with my very special guest, Katie, Kate Marie O'Brien, who's joining me live all the way from Bali in Indonesia. Um, and she is a visionary, and she is one of the co-founders of Game Changer um, and Game Changer Global Summit. And she has collaborated with some of the most amazing thought leaders of our times. We're talking about the best of Canfield. Oh, my God, there are so many of them. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but uh, if you just joined us, don't forget that you can still catch this show. You can catch the archive show. Um, if you missed part of the live show, you can catch the archive show right here on, um, on Block Talk Radio. Or just go to you know, our official website at www.thenakedtalk.live. And, yes. You can catch the rest of the conversation. Now, um, welcome back, Kate. Hi. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> okay, great. Welcome back. Okay, so, um, you know, we, we've talked about so much, you know, and I'm just, you know, I'm so honored that you can, you know, just spend time with us. I know that, you know, it's pretty early where you are. Um, but, you know, just for you to, you know, have been able to, you know, just sh- sh- Taking the time out to really be with us. This is so amazing. Thank you so much. And I know we don't have so much time left, but I just wanted to take these questions with you. Now, um, there are a couple of questions here, and I don't think we have enough time to take all of them. But um, I'm going to ask you this, and this is from John. Now, John is asking. He says, hi, Kate. Um, Was there any time in your life 
where, okay, I have to read this properly. Was there any time in your life where you have, oh, sorry, I'm sure he meant had, where you had to misrepresent yourself, pretend, or tell a lie to maintain your position or brand? Hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so really, um, hey, John, what a fantastic question. Yeah, um, I would say I've really faced that twice. And it's not like in, a, in an individual moment. It was more like in the way that I was speaking at that time. So when I used to be a registered nurse and um, mm -hmm. I used to be a clinical nurse educator. And when I would get up the front and do talks, it was the talks were um, like technically accurate, but the way in which mm -hmm. um, I was being in them was really not myself at all, and mm -hmm. it felt awful. And I noticed that everyone was everyone who was at kind of you know educating within that space was like almost like robots of each other. And so it actually mm. took something to at that stage to go outside of that and do the clinical talks in my own style. So I know it's not really mm. exactly what you're, what you're meaning, but for me, that was a really big thing. And then when I first started our business, this as an actual business, mm. it was the same thing. Mm. I, was, I would say I wasn't representing actually who I was. I was representing the, who I thought I was supposed to be in this industry, quote-unquote. Mm. And, you know, mm -hmm. everything from my marketing to my photographs, it wasn't myself. I would get up in the day and I'd kind of put on like a, like a uniform and a mask mm -hmm. and a face. And I would talk in a certain mm. way. So when I got on camera or got on video, I felt unnatural mm. and I didn't know how to be myself then. So I, was, I wasn't mm. representing who Kate truly was. I was representing an image of who I thought I was supposed to be. And it was bloody awful and it was a painful time. And it took, and it was, it, it took so much energy. Like it's an energy that to do that. And so it took a number of years to actually put my finger on what was off. Because I could smell a rag of myself, but I didn't quite know what it was. And then it's just taken mm. a number of years to unravel that and to learn to trust myself and to represent actually who I am and represent what actually the messages that actually want to come through, not what I think has to be said. Thanks, John, for the question. Mm. Wow. Okay, so I guess um, John had his question answered. And here is another one from another guy. Wow. Okay, there has to be something about it. <laughs> okay, okay. So this is uh, oh, okay. So this is from Matthew, and Matthew is saying, okay. So everywhere, everywhere we go, we hear everyone talking about living in truth, living in truth, and being authentic. Um, but nobody really shares a strategy. What strategy do you employ to stay true, both in your personal <laughs> life and in your career? <laughs> yeah, Matthew, great question because in all honesty, the word authentic um, can be so bandied around that I think it's also got watered down a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. what, uh, the, the strategy, having kids, honestly, they keep me so grounded and so honest. <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think just having a life, um, having a real life away from cameras, um, mm -hmm being, like, actually understanding mm. why it's important to be aligned with yourself. And I think that's mm -hmm. probably something, the way in which I want to describe it more than authenticity, because the word authenticity got so banded around. I think learning to be aligned with yourself. Mm. I think that's it. And being aligned with yourself is actually paying attention to what, to those internal nudges and paying attention to 
those parts of you that um, are actually quite are very truthful, rather than listening to the noise out in the world. And I would say number one is a really, because I know you've asked for a specific strategy, number one I would say mm -hmm. less um, attention of what's going out in the world and have a way in which you can practice listening to your own voice on the inside. And um, mm -hmm. some people that's more important to do than others because some people are very much driven by watching what's on the outside. So, you know, depending on where you're at, Matthew, um, that may or may not be a really big shift for you, or you might already be doing that, I'm not sure. Um, but for those of you who do pay a lot of attention to the outside noise and therefore get tangled mm -hmm. up in that and then confused of what's yours, what's theirs, um, have a daily practice to connect into yourself and start turning up the volume of your own truth because it's hard to be aligned with yourself if you can't even hear what's going on on the inside. So have a practice for it, and for me it's as simple as writing every day. Um, that helps me big time more than anything is when I write. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for that, and thank you for the question, uh, Matthew. I, I really think that you know you say something there. I think you know pretty much sums up to really aligning with your with, with yourself, right? Aligning with your truth. Because even for me, I mean, how do you know when you're living your truth? Really, like you know, there are times I remember in the beginning of my career. You know, I would always be at every event and every, <laughs> you know, again, you're as an actress, you're out there on red carpet, you're going to every. Sometimes I used to get so exhausted because I would leave one show and go to another event like in, you know, I would go to like maybe five six events in one night in the same night and I'm pretty much bumping into the same people I just left the previous event right it's so kind of like a circle like you leave there you walk in see the same people everyone is moving like we're all hopping like we're like club hopping and just moving from one place to the other and every time we bump into each other again we have to hug each other hi kiss kiss you know you kiss and you're asking yourself some people that people you can't even stand or maybe he can't even stand you, right? Or people yeah. just, and because there's, you know, cameras and photo ops and we're all just lying to ourselves, right? Yeah. And it really wasn't the real me. The real me, yeah. I don't like to go anywhere. Like, I like my confinement. I like to sit at home and, you know, just, instead of getting so exhausted that I just realized, you know, I wasn't really being aligned. You know, who says that just because I'm an actress, I have to be everywhere? Who says because yeah. I'm, you know, I have to do this? Who says I have to do that? That is the expectation we place on ourselves because that society, oh, you have to be seen, you have to be on the right. No, I don't. No, I don't. You know, so here's the thing. I agree with you that, you know, your truth is really aligning with yourself. There are things that you know that just don't sit well with the core of who you are or that you're, yeah. that, you know, you're, put in so much effort really in doing you know or in keeping up with and all of that and you know once you can strip those things off then you can start living your truth so I just wanted to just you know add that to what you said Kate you know just to yeah. make Matthew understand that really you just really have to like you said align with what is you know your course so thank you so much uh, for answering those questions Kate now I know that we don't have that much time left and we probably have to the show off but let me just you know ask you let me just ask you this and we have about eight minutes left but um if there was one thing that you wished you knew you know it, you know looking back at your your career as a nurse going through all of that winning awards speaking to big you know starting up game changes with your husband you know i've influenced so many people connecting and collaborating with all the amazing people that you've worked with what is the one thing that you wish you knew when you first started out? As a visionary voice, what was yeah. the one thing you wish you knew? 
There's this quote that I love by Sid Banks, and it's my favourite quote in the world, and it says this, if the only thing we learnt was to be less afraid of our own experiences, that alone mm-hmm. would change the world. And that's mm-hmm. what I wish I knew. I wish I knew that it was okay to trust my own experiences and just to be less afraid of them. That's mm-hmm. it. Wow. Okay, so as we're wrapping this up, what would you say, you know, like for those who want to change, you know, who want to change the game, who want to be game changers in their lives, what one, you know, one advice, something that you'll leave for them, for the road, something that they can do to take that first process in just creating a game-changing life that they, that they love, really? Yeah. Um, on top of everything we've just said, which has been really the theme about like really trusting your journey mm-hmm. and knowing that you already have everything mm-hmm. you need, I would say this one thing. Like, take a moment to actually be able to step back from your life and actually review, like audit what you get up to on a daily basis and be willing to cut out a lot of it. Be willing to say mm-hmm. no to a lot of the stuff that you actually, actually don't need to be doing. Because I think one of the biggest things I hear mm-hmm. is that people are so congested with their time. And it's hard to mm-hmm. live a quote-unquote game-changing life if you're just congested mm-hmm. with stuff. So get rid of mm-hmm. as much as what you can and you have to be willing to do that to actually challenge yourself and actually ask yourself, mm-hmm. do you actually need to be doing this? Because honestly, I get people all the time to audit their lives and they have a spreadsheet and they fill in what they're doing during their week on a 10-minute like incremental basis. And you know what? So much of that is actually unnecessary. So much of the stuff that we do, there's shortcuts to doing it, there's ways in which we could um, have to say no, we're taking on stuff because we're trying to please other people, we're taking on other people's stuff. There's so much stuff we can get rid of. And when we do that, we actually free up time and energy. Then with that time and energy, we can actually pause a little bit and recalibrate more. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that is so brilliant. Like, I agree with you 100%. Believe me, that's what getting naked really is. Taking it off. Like, saying no. Hey, I don't want this. Killing it off. Take it off. You know, stripping down. So, like, you know, you're saying really they need to strip down things in their lives that they need, you know, that they don't have to, that they can work without. And and it's true, we all need to just say no to some things. And I think that's what reinvention really is. You know, say no to that, you know, that career that, you know, you no longer, that no longer serves you, that thing that no longer serves you, all the people that no longer serves you, serve you, all the habits that no longer serve you, all the thoughts, right? Even the thoughts that, you know, we think that no longer serve us. So I think, you know, I just agree with you so much, Kate. And thank you for being so brilliant and so giving because you've been here and you've given so much of your wisdom and your brilliance and your thoughts and your experience and sharing with us. And I think that is so amazing. But where can the listeners find you? I mean, I know that there are so many questions that people have. And even those who are going to still catch Akai's show and keep listening to this, you know, to this amazing episode, where can they connect with you? If they want to, you know, connect with you and get to learn and see more of what you're doing, um, how can they find you? Yeah, definitely. So number one is head on over to my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Kate Marie O'Brien, and that's a Marie with two E's. So Kate Marie, M-A-R-E-E, O'Brien. So if you go over there onto my YouTube channel, you'll actually also see like the naked, um, the naked photo shoots video and the naked in the jungle, plus all the other videos and short films that I do. So 
So I highly recommend going and checking out that. There's literally hundreds of amazing short films. And then um, on social media, Facebook and Instagram, same handle, Kate Marie O'Brien. Mm -hmm. Wow, great. So you guys, if you want to connect with Kate Marie O'Brien, you can just go to her YouTube channel, Go to youtube.com slash Kate Marie O'Brien, and we're going to have that, you know, if you go to, once, you know, the, what's it called, on our website, so you can just click right in and take you straight to her YouTube channel. Or you can, meet, you know, find her on Facebook as well, uh, facebook.com slash Kate Marie O'Brien, and just connect with her. There's so many amazing people connecting with her every day. She's blessing people's lives every day with amazing videos and amazing thoughts and just amazing things to just um, help you have a wholesome life. Kate, you have been so amazing just getting up this morning early, you know, and joining us all the way from Bali on the show. Um, I'm just in awe of, you know, just your awesomeness, really. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Alan. Thanks so much for having me here. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, thank you. And I hope you'll come back again on the show. I would love to bring you back again, maybe on a roundtable conversation with other guests. It will be nice to bring you back, you know, and, you know, we can have more. We can dig into so much more other, you know, things um, as well on the show. I'd love to. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, then. Well, yeah, it's been an amazing day. Uh, it's been an amazing talk Wednesday on the Naked Talk with Alex Gersey. And I had a great conversation just digging, you know, digging it in with my guest, Kate Mario O'Brien, who, you know, pretty much was joining me live all the way um, from Bali. And you guys keep sending me emails and, and, and questions and WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp is blowing up with so many questions, and we're about to wrap this show. <laughs> okay, so maybe I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to ship the questions over to, I probably just mail her the questions. All you guys just go to her Facebook, go to her Facebook and connect with her. Or you can also go to her official website. There's a website, um, Hinari and Kate's. Dot com. If you click on her name in the show notes, it will take you straight to the website, and then you can find out some more and just all the amazing things that they've got going um, for for you, for you really. And God, your questions are coming in all of a sudden. What do you guys all wake up now? Anyway, it is the Naked Talk with Alex Akurti, and here we have unscripted, uncensored, unfiltered conversations with some of the most amazing influencers from around the world. And Kate. Marie O'Brien has been a blessing to us today on the show. And again, if you know somebody who missed this episode who should be listening to this, don't forget to share it and, and connect with us. And yes, you can become a VIP if you want to become a VIP and, and get access to some of our private roundtable conversations. And yes, we're starting the new series, Let's Get Naked with the Experts. Yeah, you can join that, really, and find out just what the experts have to say about a number of things. Well, till I come back again, same time. On Friday Radio Special, I have another amazing guest who's going to be joining me, um, Jack H. M. Wong, and he's joining me from Singapore. Um, yeah, so till you know, I come back same time again. Don't forget, uh, expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. I love you for listening. Ciao. <laughs> It's unscripted, ow. It's unfiltered, ow. It's uncut, damn uncensored. It's unscripted, ow. It's unfiltered, ow. It's uncut, damn uncensored. It's unscripted, ow. It's unfiltered, ow. It's a naked talk show, the naked talk show.